God bless you. Good morning, Casey City Church, and uh, those online, it's so good to be here with you. Um, it is, uh, wow, it's, uh, it's tangible, amen? We're not looking, not looking at the screen, and so if you just need a moment to acclimatize, it's okay, but uh, it really is an honor and a pleasure uh, to be with you. Um, it's been, what a ride, what a, what a few years, but I want to encourage you is, is this is a season to respond. It's a season to ask the question because if Jesus is the answer, there's a question to ask. Amen? Amen. And so the world is asking a question and we have the answer. The danger comes is, is when we start, ask, uh, start giving questions instead of providing answers. Amen. <laughs> What's this season about? Jesus. What's this time about? Jesus. If that can be our response, friends, I don't want to be flippant this morning. I don't want to be uh, seem flippant, but I, uh, in all honesty, it's the mission's never changed. For 2,000 years, his blood is still washing away your sin. One man died on a cross, and 2,000 years later, he's still doing what he's doing. Amen? And we've had wars. We've had, fam- we've had all different things, and I think we, we forget that we are not just a generation who've gone through things, but yet the Word of God has remained. His promises are still His promises. His Word is still His Word. And I'll be honest with you, friends, there are moments where the, the fruits of the flesh have, have overtaken the fruits of the Spirit uh, when these things happen, but my... Right at the beginning when all this happened, I remember flying back from Perth on, a, on an emergency flight because the, the Prime Minister had closed the borders. And as I came in to land into Melbourne, I felt the Lord say to me, Gary, who can I be for you in this season that I couldn't be in any other? What can I do in this season that I couldn't do in any other? You see... For, for Joseph to get to a palace, he had to have a prison. For him to get to the prison, he had to have a pit. And friends, when you're in a pit, profit in training. It's the last place you want to be, amen? But we realize that I want to encourage you right now. Freedom isn't a case of locality. It's a case of reality. Because John 8.32 tells me, from whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Therefore, my freedom isn't based on my locality. It's based on my reality. You only have to ask Paul and Silas that. Acts 16, and at midnight, Paul and Silas were depressed watching Dr. Phil. It doesn't say that. It says they sang and began what? To pray. Why? Because their freedom wasn't a case of locality. It was a case of reality. And I want to invite us, if I can, in in this season, even as we enter into 2022, is is never let your freedom be that of locality. It is reality. Being in the Spirit isn't a case of locality. We're not playing hokey-pokey, amen? Or hokey-cokey or whatever hokey you want to play. We're not in and out, in and out, shaking it all about. We have to have a reality that, that being in the Spirit is, is a matter of reality, not locality. So no matter where I am, His reality reigns. What He says, what He does, who He is, 
is, is a God who is not restricted by time or space. He's just restricted by my belief systems and restricted by my courage and what I believe he can do. Am I speaking to somebody? Yes. And so as we came into this, I realized, God, many people use the word conditioning. I want to use the word positioning. I'm not being conditioned. I'm being positioned. Joseph wasn't being conditioned to prison. He was being positioned because there was, there was, a, jail, there was a jail guard who had to be reached. Paul and Silas were not being conditioned. They were being positioned because a whole household of the jailer was needing to be reached. My challenge to us today is, is, is don't buy into this conditioning thing. Realize you're being positioned. You are in your street for a reason. You're in your workplace for a reason. You can't go to a shop for a reason. You see, I, I've learned something in this walk, and I'm still learning it, friends. And I, I hit my, my head many times against the wall, hoping it will break. And sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. But I've recognized something in this season. That when something doesn't work out the way I expect it, it's not that God is punishing me. It's not that God has closed the door. It's not, a, it's not that it hasn't worked out. I've recognized that God is saving me for something, and He is saving me from something. That's prophetic lifestyle. That's, that's, doing, that's doing life with God. That when situations don't work out, I, I, don't, I don't get depressed. I don't go, oh my gosh, the, the enemy is attacking me. Why? Because... God is bigger than that. Amen? And so I realized when things don't work out, I don't go into spiritual warfare. I get into spiritual wisdom. Instead of, instead of wasting my breath on, on spiritual warfare, let me use my breath, my breath and ask the question, God, what are you doing here? What are you saving me for and what are you saving me from? Am I speaking to somebody? Doesn't that just free you up? Doesn't that give you a whole new perspective that I'm not being conditioned? You know, I, I believe prophetically, friends, when, when these mandates come off, I'm believing many to come into the kingdom. Why? Because it's a Damascus time. Just like the Apostle Paul, it's, it's time. It's a Damascus time. And I'm not, I'm not going, yay, we, we don't get away. Actually, it's a prophetic statement. And this is the beautiful thing about doing life with Christ is, is that we get to see God in, on, and through everything. Amen? Amen? And so in this season, and friends, it is a season because this too shall pass. Amen? This too shall pass. And so in this season, I don't know you, but I can smell toast and it smells amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. Toast us, Lord. And so the question we asked in this season, and my wife asked and I asked, like, is God, what can we do in this season is, is not, that's not going to add to the noise, but it's going to change the narrative? What can we do in this season that's not going to add to the noise, but change the narrative? And I am going to unashamedly plug right now, a devotional that my wife's response was to this pandemic. And she spent months creating this seven-week devotional called Pursue. 
I saw the tears. I saw the, the frustrations, the, the times when, when you just want to give up, but you realize you have to give in. And Sarah, and I'm so proud of her, she, she spent the time in, in creating this seven-week devotional called Pursue. And it's all about coming back to that place of allowing God to be loud in your life again. Of not allowing the noise of this world, but allowing the narrative of heaven to speak again into your life. That we're not listening to, to mandates, but we have a mandate of heaven. Amen? That we have, a, we have a mission that hasn't changed. And that's to be hearers of His voice. That is to be responders of His promises. Those to be people this world needs. A representation of the goodness of God. And, and if we are filled with the noise of this world, friends, we are going to be deaf to the destiny of God. And so I brought a, I brought a bunch today with me. And uh, usually online there, I think nearly $30, it's $25. They're out there today. So that's my unashamedly plug. Is that okay? But uh, I want to give this one away if I can. So, um, wow. I'm going to give it to this lady right here. You are, honey. I don't know your story, but God does. Amen? God bless you. Amen. Amen. Who's ready to get into the Word this morning? Beautiful. So, friends, I know many of you heard that, you know, Martin Luther King is famous for this one declaration. And we think it's Martin Luther King, but we forget that it's actually Scripture. And, and there's times, I'll tell you this morning when I come to this church, I tell you, I'm ready for the full choir in robes. I'm ready for the, the Hammond B organ. I just want to do church, amen? I'm just like, come on, let's just raise the roof in this place and get the sweat rags out. And It's called a shout. It's, it's not, it's, it's, you know, it's where they, where they start going. And I tell you, every time I come to this church, I just want to start the shout. And, you know, it's, it's something because it, it, it breaks the apathy. It breaks the, that, you know what I'm talking about. And so Martin Luther King said this out of Amos 5.24, and this is my declaration. And I don't know why I'm starting with this, but let justice run down like water and righteousness like a mighty stream. And this is what he said. He said, I've been to the mountaintop. And I've seen the glory, amen? And we know after that is, his life was tragically taken, but there's a legacy. And we have to realize there, is a, there are words within our life that challenge us. There are words within our life that challenge us. And we can find ourselves in a place where we look to the Word of God for comfort. But friend, I want to invite us this morning that there is words that God wants to challenge us with. Because when His Word challenges us, it causes us to grow. God's not looking for weak people, amen? amen. God's looking for people who recognize their absolute dependence. That's not weak. When we have absolute dependence on God, that's not weakness, that's meekness, amen? And it's, there's a beautiful invitation to realize that, that God is inviting us in this season to recognize the potency and the power of His Word in our life. And when our life is, is positioned, when our foundation is set on His Word, 
nothing else needs to speak. Because his word as the final say, his word, just like my wife, his word as the final say, amen. <laughs> his word as the final say. And I know that there's promises, there's proclamation, there's prophetic words over each and every one of you in this room and on online that God has spoken. But what has happened is, is the season, just like snow, covers, just like you know, a storm interrupts. But I've come here this morning to invite you into a reality that anchors us back to what his promises said, what his word is saying, and what God wants to do through our life. Am I speaking to somebody? You see, 2022 is going to be the year of the keys. It's going to be a year where God is going to open, but I want to encourage you right now, it's going to be a year where God's going to close. And as Christians, that's a word we don't want to hear. I'm all for the open doors, God. But actually, God's going to close some doors. God's going to close some doors because it's a season we have to realize in Scripture. God closed a door that actually led to the greatest rescue that mankind has seen. You see, we're all for God opening doors. God opened the way, opened the Red Sea. God opened Jordan. God opened the tomb. But what happened with Noah and the ark? It said, and God closed the door. And for 40 days and 40 nights, Noah, his family, and creation was held secure. I believe as we enter into 2022, God is going to reveal to us the ark. God's going to reveal to us that doors are going to close. They're actually going to bring us into a place of security, a place of safety. And I'm not saying he's closing doors and he's closing people out. I want to encourage you right now. You're going to know the, the power of family and what it is to close the world out and to open the door to God. Am I speaking to somebody? And so as we enter into this, this season of keys, I truly believe the world is looking to the church, not, not just for the answer. They're looking for, for presence. They're looking for answers. They're looking for ways. They're looking for keys that I've got, I've got a sickness that is locked in my life. Well, guess what? Jesus has got a key. I've got poverty that's locked in my life. But Jesus has got a key. And so friends, I truly believe as we enter into 2022, it's going to be a season of the keys. And this is going to be a sign to some of you, you're going to lose some keys. But you're also going to find some keys. And it'll be a sign to you that God is, is, is doing something in this area because you are a key to your community. You're a key to what he wants to do in and through your life. Am I speaking to somebody this morning? But friends, it is important that we understand something. And this is, this is something I'm continually leaning back and, and leaning in on. Is how you leave one season is how you enter the next. And as this year moves into the next year. And friends, I'll tell you, it's, it's probably been the quickest two years of our lives. Amen. It's been the slowest and the quickest. But, but I'm not defined by a disease. Amen. I'm not defined by a pandemic. I'm, we're defined by the presence. Right. We're defined by who he is and what he said. And I'll tell you right now, two years from now, this will be a blip on the map. Yes. 
But his word still remains. His mandate still remains. Who we are still remains. And how you leave one season is how you enter the next. And so a couple of weeks ago, after this winter season, um, we, I looked at our pool and I thought, oh, flipping heck. This is, this is looking, a bit, uh, looking a bit green. <laughs> what have I done? I thought I'd, you know, I'd done everything, you know, prepare it, cleaned it. And, and so all of a sudden I put the, you know, washed the filter out and, and cleaned it. And all of a sudden it came back to a nice color. And my son is crazy. It's the Welsh aspect of him. It's, it's like it, it clocked over to 16 degrees and he thought, okay, I can, I can go and stand in this. And so he goes and stands in it on the edge and he's like, yes, you know, I'm having amazing. I'm like, it's blimmin' freezing outside. The, the pool's barely 15 degrees and just because it's 16 outside, he thought it was amazing. <laughs> but he got out and he started itching. And I'm like, why is he itching? The pool looks fine. There's nothing wrong with the pool. It's clear. I've you know, cleaned the filter. It's pristine. What's wrong with it? And so I decided to call an expert. Amen? Because how many people know you're not always the expert? And so I called the expert and he came and he tested the water. He put his little thing in and he took a, a, a litmus or whatever, the, the test, and he put it in. And he's like, oh, your pool is out of whack. I'm like, it can't be out of whack. It looks amazing. Don't tell me my pool's out of whack. I take great pride in this. It's, it's glistening. He said, man, your levels are all off. He said, this could, this could cause major skin, skin irritation. Don't tell him. <laughs> I don't want child services to come. Amen? And so I said, what needs to happen? He said, it needs salt. He says, the balance needs to come back. And all of a sudden, the Lord began to speak to me. He said, Gary, things could look great, but you need the one who is Jesus to step into your life and go, hey, we're out of balance here. We're listening to the world too much. We're listening to the world too much. We're listening to them things that we shouldn't be listening to. We're, we're plugging in. We're swimming in the things that we shouldn't be swimming in because God is wanting to bring salt into our life. What does salt do? Salt purifies. The Bible talks about the salt of the word. And you know, it's amazing. When this guy came and, and he put salt in, he said, just leave it a day or so and it'll be great. Do you know, it didn't change. What it looked like before and after, I'm like, is this guy just making me a fool or something? And I realized, no, because all of a sudden the kids jumped in and everything was great. And friends, I want to encourage us this morning. I want to give us three keys if I can of inviting the litmus test into our life of where we are spiritually, of where we are in this season so we can be set up for the next. Amen? That I don't want us blindly to go, yeah, everything's fine, everything's fine. Well, what about that level of unforgiveness that's off? What about that, that level of bitterness that needs to be dealt with? What about, and friends, you're my heart this morning. I'm not here to point a finger. I'm here to bring us into freedom. Because I want Casey City Church to enter 2022, not in a place of, of restriction, but in a place of absolute revival and reformation. Amen? Amen. Amen. That we realize that, that casting off every restraint, we press on to the call that is upon our life. And so friends, when it comes to recognizing what God is doing, there's three keys and there's three questions I want to ask us this morning in 
this service before we land today. Amen? That's your first warning. It's like, uh, how many closings can a preacher do? <laughs> the first thing I want to ask this morning is, what are you reading in the Bible that's challenging you to grow? Well, Gary, I'm, I find it hard to pick up a Bible. Great, I'm glad you're honest. Because if we're denying instead of describing, there's a problem. When we can come to God and say, Father, I am struggling with your word. I'm struggling to read the word. Let's be honest here this morning. I'm struggling with the word. Because every time I play Bible roulette, it comes up, Jesus wept. Every time I play Bible roulette, it comes up, you know, you'll be inflicted. I'm like, what the heck, God? But friends, I want to encourage you. Sometimes to resource your life, you've got to step into a resource. Amen? There's, there's apps. There's, there's different things that you can anchor into that's going to help you. There's pastoral teams you can connect with. Friends, the most, the most detrimental thing we can do is deny and detach. Vulnerability is a powerful thing within community to say, hey, I need help. I'm struggling with the word right now. And I know there's a pastoral team here that can help you with your word. Why? Because the word of God is the foundation of our walk. And it is something that the enemy, if he can take out of your out of your sphere, I'll tell you, friends, we're sitting ducks. Because every other word will replace his word. Am I speaking to somebody? And so there's a beautiful invitation that God is asking this morning is what are you reading? That's the first litmus test. Are we looking to God's word to comfort us or are we looking to God's word to challenge us? Now, I'm not saying it's either or. It's both and. Because there is comfort. I call it the, the fertilizer, you know, of, of the word. It, it, it comforts. It, it brings nutrients. But there's also as well, sometimes you need the stake of the word as well to help yourself grow up. And grow in. Am I speaking to someone? Who's grown tomatoes? We don't just need the fertilizer. We need the steak as well. Otherwise, they start growing on the ground and they just, they just turn yucky. Amen? And you don't want slugs in your salad. <laughs> Particularly if you're a vegan. <laughs> what is the word you're being challenged? Friends, my challenge for me, it's Colossians 3.2. This is what I'm being challenged by daily. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you were dead, now your life is hidden in Christ Jesus. I love Paul's writing there of set your mind on things above. That's the reality, not on things of the earth. Because then he qualifies and goes, listen guys, you're dead to this. But your life is now hidden in Christ Jesus. So, so stop setting your mind on dead places. Stop going to the cemetery instead of the cinema. Amen? Let me say that again. Stop going to the cemetery instead of the cinema. We're looking at the wrong things. How many of us go and stare at gravestones? We don't. And this is, for me, I, I, I'll, let me be vulnerable this morning. There's, there was a season in my life I felt like I was walking dead. But I was walking in the wrong place because all of a sudden the frustrations and the, the restrictions and the, the can'ts and the don'ts and the wants 
And everything began just to pile in until all of a sudden I realized, wait a minute, I'm focusing on the wrong place. I'm not looking at my freedoms. I'm looking at my restrictions. So you've given me 10 things I can't do. I'm not reading those. Let me look what I can. Ah, I can go for a walk. I can connect with my neighbors. I'll tell you, we had an incredible time of witnessing and, and connecting with our neighbors who have now become probably one of our closest connections, you know, in community. It's incredible when you take off the can't and put on the can, what happens to you? Isn't that incredible? I'll tell you right now, there's, there's businesses amongst me that, that God is just waiting for you to recognize this pivoting season. There are people in this place, you're holding multi-million dollar ideas, but you're being dictated to by a culture instead of being propelled by what he has said about you and what he's saying to you. Amen? I'll tell you, in this season right now, and I'm not afraid to say it, it says, you know, the, the Bible gives you the ability to create wealth. I have chosen to posture our hearts in creating wealth in this season. Why? Because the Bible says it. And it's not, you see, this is what I believe. Being, being blessed doesn't mean you're the richest man in the street. It means everyone else's. Let me say it again. Being blessed doesn't mean you're the richest guy in the street. It means everyone else's. What does it look like for what God can do through you to clear mortgages? What does it look like what God can do through you to, to pay off people's debt? What does it look like to bless single mothers with, with a, a year's income? Friend, I'm not speaking out of the, the sweet by and by because that's what God is doing in this season. I know a friend who decided to embrace this season. Be challenged by his word that says God will give you the ability to create wealth. Believe the prophets and you'll receive a pro prophet's reward. He embraced that. All of a sudden, developed this multi-million dollar business, not so he could drive a Ferrari, so that he could start paying mortgages off, so he could start blessing single mothers, so he could, he could take the burden off churches. I'll tell you, there's one church that was that close to closing, and all of a sudden he wrote a year's check. Am I speaking to somebody? Why? Because we're being challenged by the world. What by the word? We're not being challenged by the world. And there's that in the sound of my voice online right now and in this room. I'm not looking at people who are defeated. I'm looking at people who are destined. You are not defeated. You are destined to win. You are destined to win. Amen. We are not defeated. I'll tell you. I love sometimes. And, uh, you know, watching, um, and you know, people will criticize this guy until the cows come home. But I tell you, he's doing what he does. Joel Osteen, when he starts reading the Bible, he lifts up his Bible. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will be taught the word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, and I will never be the same. The word of God is there to challenge us. Into promise. It's there to challenge us into a reality. So friends, my first question to you this morning is, is what is a verse that is challenging you? What is a scripture that can challenge you this morning, not just comfort you? Ask the Lord to give you a verse that is going to challenge you. You know, it's this, another one. 
is 2 Corinthians 11.3. Paul says, I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his trickery, so your minds have led you astray from the sincere and pure devotion of Christ. Wow. What have I been robbed from in this season that God wants to restore to me? And it's sevenfold. That's my peace. Friend, has your peace been robbed in this season? Well, you've got a sevenfold return coming. Has your joy been robbed? Well, guess what? There's, there's one who restores. Has your job been robbed? Has your, has, your, has your dignity been robbed because you've had to do something that you didn't want to do? Friends, there is recompense. Amen? I want to pray right now. If, if you're in this place or at home, if you felt you've been robbed from in this season, I want you to stand right now. And I'm going to pray recompense in this season over your lives and over your hearts. If you've been felt like you've been robbed in some way, your peace, your joy, your job, your family, anything that you felt robbed in, I want you to stand right now and I'm going to decree and declare over you. Friends, this isn't a time of I'm a victim. No, you, you, you're standing up in victory right now. Amen. So, Father, I thank you. Those within the sound of my voice in this room and at home right now. I declare and decree a sevenfold recompense on them areas and spaces that we've been robbed from. Father, I thank you that you are going to restore joy, peace. That you're going to restore sevenfold that which has been robbed from in Jesus' name. That we are not a victim, but Lord, we are in victory. God, that we are not conditioned, but we are positioned to win. That we are destined to win. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you for the testimonies that are going to come from this. And I prophesy right now, Lord God, chains to loose. Lord, I thank you for, for reconnections to be made. And Lord, that which has been taken to be returned sevenfold in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. My second question to us this morning is this. Is what have you been praying about? And how is God working through your life in prayer? What are you praying about? Could be, again, Gary, I'm struggling to pray. You know, there's something called self-talk. You will talk to yourself worse than anyone, you'll allow anyone else to talk to you. It's a thing called self-talk. It's what psychologists, and I'm not getting Dr. Phil on you this morning, but it's what psychologists talk, call self-talk, and it affects our emotional well-being. Well, there's something called prayer talk as well, and it affects our spiritual well-being. And what we pray, our prayer language, actually is, is something that can, can be a litmus test to our spiritual health. My question is, is our prayer life full of pleases instead of thank yous? Because hope says please, but faith says thank you. Is our, is our prayer life full of God rescue me instead of God position me? Is our prayer life full of God would you, God can you, instead of God you will? You see... Faith isn't knowing God can, it's knowing God will. It's a difference. Faith isn't knowing God can, it's knowing God will. And sometimes we just got to step back and say, God, you do what you do. I've done what I can. You see, healing is an equation of relationship. Did you know that? 
to bring healing, to pray healing is an equation of relationship. You plus God equals the answer. Now, I know God can heal without me, but I can't heal without God. <laughs> Am I speaking to somebody? Seeing salvation come to households is you plus God equals salvation. You plus God is the majority. You see, sometimes it's not about praying. Sometimes it's about waiting. Isaiah tells us those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. I like to say it like this. Speaking in tongues is the gifts of the Spirit. Knowing to hold your tongue is the fruit of the Spirit. Let me say it again. Speaking in tongues is the gift of the Spirit. Knowing to hold your tongue is the fruit of the Spirit. Amen? And when you recognize that actually, God, now is not a time to speak. It's a time to hold my silence. It's now not a time to, to get into an argument. I'll tell you, there's so many things you can, and you know what, you all know what the subject matter is when you talk with someone. It starts with a C, and it's not Christ. Amen? How many of us, I, I, have, I have determined in my heart not to entertain conversation that's going to criticize, that's going to condemn, yeah. or is going to bring people into a place of disrepute. But I've determined in my heart, if I've got nothing good to say, then don't say it. Am I speaking to somebody? And you see, I had to find, I went to counseling about it. Gary, don't say that, you're preaching. I went to counseling. <laughs> I went to counseling because I needed to find language to actually discover why am I frustrated? Why am I in a place of feeling like I am? I had to find language. And friends, I encourage you. Counseling's amazing. Yes. We, all need to, we all need that space. It's not a, it's not a you're not a victim because you go to counseling. You're actually, actually victorious. Amen. Amen. Amen? Am I speaking to somebody? Amen. So what is God saying? What are you praying and what is God? What, what are you praying in this season? What is your prayer language? Because it's a litmus test of the spiritual reality of our heart. Am I speaking to someone? Amen? Amen. And the third thing I want to encourage you with this, this morning is this. Is what is God saying to you? Well, Gary, that's why I came here this morning because I hope you would tell me. No. Gone are the days. Gone are the days, amen, of dial a prophet. Gone are the days of, of let's tune into to this newsletter or this thing. Guys, we have to hear God for ourselves. We have to hear God for ourselves. My greatest passion is to raise a generation who can hear God for themselves, amen? That they're not anchored into, into spiritual mysticism and they're not anchored into what I call Christian psychics. It's not about Christian horoscopes, amen? It's not the daily word that's going to get me by. It's what is God saying to me? Now, friends, you're my heart. I'm, I'm not saying we, we don't need prophets. Good Lord, I could never say that. But it's like I'm here to do myself out of a job. I want to say we have to hear God for ourselves. Because when we hear God for ourselves, when God speaks to us through the prophetic, then, friends, it complements. It complements. All of a sudden, we're all like, whoa, I've never heard that before. Well, guys, sometimes it does happen. But if 99 points, guys, the Bible tells us 
My sheep hear my voice and I know them. I want to encourage you this morning. Hearing God's voice doesn't make you prophetic. It's a mark of relationship. It's what you do with what you hear that makes you prophetic. So when God speaks to me, it's for me. But out of the overflow, like Matthew 12, 34 says, out of the overflow of my heart, my mouth speaks. It's out of that overflow, that's prophetic. But if you're not giving out of overflow, friends, you're giving out of deficit. You're giving out of, of something. You see, you can't give what you haven't got. Am I speaking to somebody? And so God is inviting us into this place of what is God saying to you? It might be a word. It might be a phrase. You might be seeing colors, numbers. You might be seeing signs. You might be like Bruce Almighty who's like, God, give me a sign. And there's this massive sign truck in front of you and you're still praying, God, give me a sign. What is God saying to you? Well, it's not that awesome. Yes, it is. If God is saying to you a word, what's the word? What is the word you keep saying? What is the, what is the phrase you keep hearing? Because he's speaking to you. And this is the beautiful thing of the prophetic, is each and every one of you is a representation of the heart of God. You are a unique representation of his heart. Why? Because his, his heart is multifaceted. His heart is manifold. And you are a unique representation of the Father. And friends, this is why I love uh, School of Prophets. This is why I love what we do. People say, why do you do it? Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Because every year I get to experience another aspect of his heart when, when someone who has never heard him before begins to hear him. And then begins to speak what he's saying. And you're like, wow. God, I never saw you like that. Are you, are you kidding me? It's another expression. So friends, my third question to you this morning is, what is God saying to you? And are you writing it down? Because the greatest lie humanity tells itself is not that these calories are not, uh, will not affect me. That's not the lie. Because the calories will. The greatest lie humanity tells themselves is this. I don't need to write it down. I'll remember it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, preachers amongst us. How many awesome thoughts have you had in the shower or the body? You're like, oh yeah, I'll remember that. That's going to be one heck of a preach on Sunday. And then you're like... Oh my gosh, I forgot. And you jump back in the shower and you're like, come on, God, speak again. And it's not there. Why? Because you, you sold yourself the lie that you don't need to write it down. You're going to remember it. Friends, get used to notes and memos on your phone because they're the greatest tools that are going to help you. Amen? Because as soon I tell you, there's not many women that listen to me, but Siri does. And so I'm like, hey, hey, Siri, you know, Record this note. And she does. It's amazing. And so what is God saying to you in this season? Because when God speaks to you, let's write these three things down. So this is the third question. This is the third thing I want to encourage you with. When God speaks to you, he'll speak to you. Sorry, you can be quiet. See, I told you she listens to me. There's three ways he'll speak to you. And I remember sitting there one day and the Lord says, Gary, I want to reveal to you the ark of the prophetic. I'm like, the ark of the prophetic? What is the ark of the prophetic? And we see in Scripture two representations of arks. Amen? One is the ark of the covenant, which is presence, power, and promise. Then we have the ark of Noah, which is protection, 
promise and providence. And so whenever God speaks, it displays the ark, whether it's the ark of the covenant or the ark of Noah. And I'm like, God, what do you mean by the ark of the prophetic? And this is what he began to speak to me. He said, Gary, A, when I speak, I speak affirmation. So when God speaks a prophetic word over you, it's going to speak affirmation. It's going to affirm who you are. But more importantly, it's going to affirm who he is in your life. You know, one of my favorite names of God right now, and it wrecks me every time I think about it, is El Roy. That's not your Mexican uncle, by the way. (laughs) When I think of El Roy, the God who sees, the God who knows, the God who cares, do you know who he spoke that to? Blows me away. He spoke that to Hagar, Ishmael's mother. And she said, you are El Roy, the God who sees, the God who knows, the God who cares. I want to encourage you right now. When God speaks his word to you, he affirms who he is. He is the God who sees. He is the God who knows. And he is the God who cares. And so whatever is happening in your life right now, I don't know your story, but God does. He's the God that sees. He's the God that knows. He's the God that cares. You know them times of grief you go through, he's the God that sees. Them times of of absolute abandonment, God sees. Them times when you feel like you've barely got two cents to rub together. He's the God that sees, the God that knows, the God who cares. When he speaks to you, he speaks affirmation. He affirms who you are. He calls a man in a wine press a warrior. He calls a prophet running from a Jezebel, you know, mighty. I want to encourage you right now. He wants to affirm who you are. So that's the the first letter of Ark. The second one, when God speaks to you, he brings revelation. He reveals to you something in you and something to you. God, I never saw that before. When God speaks to you, he speaks revelation. God, I didn't know that. God, I didn't see that. And you know, it's like building blocks. It's that piece of the jigsaw puzzle. How many people like doing jigsaws? I tell you, I love people with jigsaws because I, when I go and visit them, I, I take a piece and put it in my pocket. <laughs> and when I go visit them again, I'm like, hey, how's your jigsaw going? They're like, oh, don't talk to me about it. There's just this one piece I couldn't find. Does it look like this? The amount of times I've nearly got punched. But again, revelation is sometimes the piece you're not seeing or can't find. And when God speaks to you, he speaks that peace. Not just P-I-E-C-E, but that P-E-A-C-E. When God speaks, he reveals the peace that we need. Amen? Amen. So revelation. And for any teachers amongst us, sorry for the way I'm, I'm spelling Ark. But the third one is C. He brings confirmation. There's something he confirms to us, in us. He could confirm a word someone else has spoken. But isn't that amazing? When, when you receive a prophetic word, how, how it confirms to you. You see, this is the litmus test in this season of, God, are you speaking affirmation to me? Are you affirming this season? God, are you speaking revelation? Are you, are you filling in the blanks that I'm not seeing in this season? And thirdly, are you confirming In this season, other things that people have said, stuff I've got at three o'clock in the morning because that seems to be God's convenient time. And, you know, is it things that I'm getting? 
Because God, you're speaking to me these things. God wants us to come into the ark of his word, friends. To know his power, his presence, and his promise, or to know his protection, his promise, and his providence. And I feel this morning is, is there's many in this place and many watching online right now where you know that there's blanks, there's unknowns, there's trepidation, there's anxiety, there's all them things that this world wants to fill in. But God wants to anchor this morning. God wants to bring you I'd love to invite someone to come on the keys if they can. Bishop Larry, come on. Can you play in B for me, my friend? B. B, Because I believe this morning it's breakthrough time, amen? It's breakthrough time. For those here this morning and those online, it's breakthrough time. God is, as I bring a, a test, now that's not judgment, it's not condemnation, it's a litmus test. It's a plumb line. It's the mirror of your glory. As I bring that into my life and say, God, where am I? Who am I? And even more the question, God, who are you? As I bring that into my life, I realize the situations and circumstances that many of us may may have been hamstrung by, may have been locked up with, and you, you can't see the breakthrough. But I want to tell you this morning, friends, it's breakthrough time. It's the ark time. Because either God is going to reveal His power, His promise, or He's going to reveal His protection and His providence. Am I speaking to somebody? But it's time for that which He wants to do, to do. And for us to give space and say, God, I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can, but I know you will. I don't know if I can, but I know you will. And so I want everyone to stand this morning because this isn't a time to allow shame, fear, or control to stop us. Because I know every one of us, and I realize there's some this morning are unable to stand, but I know you're standing in heart. But my prayer this morning, and I feel like Gandalf putting a, putting a staff down and saying this far and no more. This is the dividing line. This is the threshold. This is the line that we've come to. This is the Red Sea. This is the, whatever it is, God, this is the transitional place. And I know that this house is about to go through incredible transition. This house is about to go through incredible transition. And it's not a transition that's going to lead us to the wilderness. It's a transition that's going to take us to the promise. That there may have been giants. There may have been grasshoppers. But I want to tell you right now, there's honey and there's things to lay hold of in this season. 
And it's not just for this house, but it's for our houses as well. Amen? Amen. That's good. For every heart and every home that is represented here this morning and online, I want to declare that it's breakthrough time. And I don't say that flippantly. I don't say that because it's, it sounds good on a Sunday afternoon. I say that because I am, I am convinced. I am convinced there is no way that we can live through a season that God is not taking us into a promise. There's no way that we can pay a price of sacrifice that doesn't end in the reward of the Lord. So I'd love you, if you can, this morning to put your hand on your hearts. And I'm going to pray for your heart and your home right now. That the greatest days are not behind you, they're ahead of you. The true restoration, that the true recompense, that everything the Lord has spoken and everything the Lord has promised is not going to be pie in the sky, but steak in the plate. So Father, I thank you right now for every heart and every home. Lord, you know because you're El Roy. You're the God that sees, the God that knows, and the God that cares. And so Lord, I pray right now in this place, Lord, that you would anchor our hearts, that you would anchor our spirits into the promise, into the providence, into the power, Lord, of who you are this morning. God, that we would we would enter into and anchor into your word that doesn't just comfort but challenges. God, that we would recognize our prayer life and we would move from victim to victory, that we would move from defeat to destiny, that we would move from feeling like we, we can't break through, but Lord, we're breaking through today. And Lord, I pray that our, our hearts and eyes and ears would be open to, to hear, to see what you're saying to us in this season and what you're saying to us and what you're wanting to say through us. Lord, I thank you for a prophetic generation. Lord, I thank you for a church that is inclined to your voice, that is inclined to your heart, that is inclined to, to your ways. The Bible says that Israel knew the works of God, but Moses knew his ways. And so, Lord, I pray that this house would be a house of the way. Yes. Just as the early church was known, they weren't known as the church of the works. They were known as the church of the way because the ways of God were evident. So, Holy Spirit, I speak a blessing over every heart and every home. Lord, I speak a breakthrough. I speak, Lord God, a, a shift of circumstances, a shift of situations. Lord, that would take us out of a narrative of this world and would take us into the narrative of your heart. God, that we would anchor into the narrative of your heart that says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Lord, I thank you today. And Lord, I declare... Just like a Rubik's Cube, Lord, you are, you are moving, you are shifting, you are aligning, you are bringing into color, Lord, that which you're doing in this house. And our Lord, I thank you, there is a turning. But Lord, that is aligning everything that needs to be aligned for this next season. And elders, I'm speaking to you now. 
recognize that alignment and assignment is so key in 2022. And just like a Rubik's Cube, there'll be turns, there'll be twists, but the color of what God wants to do will be aligned. Mm. There won't be a clash, there'll be a color. There'll be a positioning, not a conditioning. And that which God wants to do in and through this house is going to be recognized because God is turning the keys. He's aligning. He's defining and He's refining. God is going to add to you. God is going to align to you. God is going to write some things off and He's going to write some things down. But no, you're not in a place of a contract. You're in a place of a covenant. And God wants to declare over this house that the fretting of contracts are over and the faithfulness of covenants have begun. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I've got to play on words to this house. It's, it's like Agabus. God's going to give you the Agabus. But it's like have a bus. <laughs> and, but there's going to be many buses. But it's like the Agabus. It's, it's the one who warned Paul of what was to come. But the Lord says, it's not about the warning. It's about the mission. Because haters are going to hate. Criticizers are going to criticize. Warnings are going to come. But the mission is worth it. Get ready for the Agabuses. But God's going to bring the buses. Wow. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There's one more thing I feel the Lord is inviting me to do. Is, is if you're having trouble with sleep, if you're having trouble with, with rest, if, if you're being tormented in any way in your sleep or anything like that, all I want you to do right now is to put your hand on your heart. I wish there was an angel called melatonin, but there's not. Amen? <laughs> But there is, your body can create melatonin. And it's connected to dopamine and serotonin. And when them balances are right, it flows. And so right now, I want to invite you. There's a word of wisdom I have for you and a word of prayer. My word of wisdom is get back into your joy. Do them things. It says what Galatians, do them things that you first loved. Get back into the joy. Allow that serotonin and dopamine to, to go off the charts again. Do them things that you first loved. Not them things you have to do. Amen? Them things you get to do. And my word of prayer is this. Father, bring balance to every, uh, every hormone, Lord. Every, every cell within their bodies. Lord, I decree and declare, even those watching online right now, mm. in their body as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
and all God's people said. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys and thank, thank you for you. listening. Amen. Hallelujah.